Hi, it's Lauren. Thank you so much for listening to The Afterlight. All right. Hi, I'm Lauren and I'm joined today by Leanne the Barefoot Medium. She is a highly sought after international medium channel transformational coach and author who connects people with their past loved ones and spirit guides to share their messages of peace, forgiveness, support, joy, and love. Leanne is also a twin flame who provides guidance around attracting, embracing, and receiving love through soulmate or twin flame relationships. Leanne is joining me today to talk about twin flame relationships, what they are, and developing your intuition and the power of intention. Leanne, thank you so much for being with me today. Thank you so much, Lauren. I'm so blessed to join you and to be able to share some knowledge and wisdom with your audience. Now, I know some of our listeners at home are going, but I want to know more about Leanne's channeling and her mediumship and stuff like that. So for our keen listeners at home, Leanne's been on the show before. I will put a link in the show notes to our previous episode so you can find out all about that. But we're not going into that in this episode because, frankly, we have enough to talk about with the twin flame intention and uh, developing your intuition subjects. Um, For our listeners, though, who haven't heard your first episode with me, do you think you could give a little recap, I guess, on your spiritual journey and where it began? Yeah, sure. Um, So I am what people would call a natural medium. So I came into the world with the ability to connect and communicate with past over loved ones and what I call spirit, which is guides, angels, archangels, whatever people want to refer to them as based on your belief system. So I communicate with them through my various senses, whether it's sight, sound, um, knowing, which is just, you know, in your gut when you know something to be true and, you know, um, my sense of feel and smell and taste as well. So I have all of those senses that are open to spiritual connection and awareness and loved ones use those to be able to pass on their messages to those that are left in the physical world to let them know that they're safe they're well they're they're okay on the other side um Mm -hmm. my strongest sense is my sense of feel but i do have everything else that comes in so i'm also an empath which means a highly intuitive and sensitive being who in the physical world can pick up on Um, when friends, family or people around me are experiencing difficult emotions or challenges or even physical sensations in their body. And as Lauren knows, last time we were on, I I picked up a bit of a sore knee that was going on. So um, (laughs) that in combination with the mediumship um, has led me to my journey today and and working full-time with spirit and connecting people with loved ones and relationships and all sorts of so cool. fun stuff. Yeah. So cool. It's interesting. Cause you know, over the last few months I've been doing a lot, you know, kind of more advanced learning, I guess, when I speak to people like yourself, I'm, I'm learning quickly. Um, and one thing that I didn't really realize is that, you know, basically you've learned a new language. Yeah. 
you know, to be able to communicate with spirit. And the interesting thing that I understand from that is that you've created, or you've learned a language that's unique to you. It's not, you know, your language isn't going to be the same as my language. And I remember one time um, in our last, last time we talked, you, you made reference to talking about um, driving fast. And that was in correlation to meeting a friend who had had someone in their family who had Uh, passed Mm -hmm. from speed. And so it's, you know, you learning to pick up on those sort of things. Do you kind of, you know, is it, easy to distinguish whether or not you're picking up on your own stuff or somebody else's stuff. And I'll use this example. I was talking to uh, someone that I love on Zoom Mm -hmm. and my wrist started hurting and they said, does your wrist hurt? And I went, "Uh, yeah, I guess it does because I was rubbing it, kind of not being aware that I was doing that. And I said, wait a minute, does your wrist hurt? And they said, yes, it did. And And then I realized I was picking that up from them. But I think had I not you know, been having these conversations and had they not brought it up with me, I would have just thought I have a sore wrist Mm -hmm. as opposed to realizing it's someone else's. So how can you tell the difference? And is that part of your intuition and learning that? Yeah, look, you know, um, empaths in particular can be, as I said, those highly intuitive and sensitive beings that, you know, empathy is something that we can all relate to when we have empathy with somebody that's going through a challenging time but an empath actually picks up on those things and may express the emotion or the physical sensation for the other person you can be a conscious empath who is consciously aware of oh my wrist is hurting that's not mine and be able to then have that conversation or give that energy because it's just energy that's communicating with us and that's that's the language of energy, right? Um, right? And so we can be conscious of it and learn when it's us, when it's someone else, and then add into the mix if you're, you know, a medium who can connect to those in spirit, it's whether it's you, another physical person, or a spiritual being. If you're unconscious, right. you'll just think that it's yours. And for quite some time as a child, that was me. Right. So you thought there's all these things wrong with me or happening to me and it wasn't your stuff. And I'd switch emotions really quickly. I'd be really happy and joyful and then go to anxiety or sadness and not sure why. So it's a process for people to learn, like you said, another language and, you know, Yes, my, my main language is English. I, I also speak Spanish. So I've learnt another physical language and then I also speak to spirit using my own um, language, which is kind of like charades. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. You know, and that's the way yeah. I often describe it is imagine you've got someone in front of you Um, trying to get you to communicate what they're saying to you without words and without anything else around it. So you might be picking up on the visual from that perspective, but then take the visual out and just feel the wrist, the knee, the emotion, 
And as soon as you give that to whoever you're communicating with, it goes away because that's the message. Right. So once you, you get the message, it's no longer part of you. Once you give that message, it's, it's done. And that's part right. of that learning process to be conscious of, oh, that's not me. Right. Yeah. Okay. So is, you know, when you're talking about that in relation to em empaths, mm -hmm. you know, is that also part of developing your psychic gifts? It can be. So some, some psychics are empaths and mediums, some are healers. So what we choose to do with, with empathic abilities depends on our path in life. Right. Some maybe maybe nurses and you know there's a lot of that going on at the moment. And I had a client yesterday who um, you know is a nurse in palliative care and she's an empath who that's part of her journey with using her gift, her empathic abilities to help people heal. So that at the end of the day is what we're here to do. It's how we do that that's different for everybody. Right. And do you think that there's a lot of people that are unconscious or not aware that they are feeling stuff that doesn't belong to them or that they have these, you know, abilities that they maybe haven't really paid attention to? Yeah, very much so. Um, yeah. You know, we all have and we all have intuition. Yeah. But we take that to the next level with empath abilities. Okay. So everyone has that intuition and that gut feeling and that knowing that comes in sometimes if we choose to hear it and how right. it comes in. Right. Yeah. And that's yeah. where the, con the consciousness comes in. If right. we, or we can hear it and then analyze it and overthink it and doubt it and question it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's so, so funny. it is a learning. It's a skill. Yeah, it's yeah. Yeah. And I think that sometimes, you know, when I hear this stuff for myself, I go, but I want to know it now. <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> these are things that, you know, you need to gradually work on and develop. And also, I know for myself that I'm kind of a run before I walk sort of a person. But at the same time, it's easy to be overwhelmed if you take on too much. You know, it's funny, I was talking, um, well, today I shot a little video for one of my businesses and I was talking about the inner voice and, mm. you know, yesterday I wanted to go for a run and today I wanted, I wanted to go for a run. And so part of me, let's say the consciousness is like, I know I need to go for a run. It's good for my body. It helps my mind or it helps clear my mind, these sort of things. But then the other, like the small voice inside my head is going, but I don't want to go. I don't want to do it. And it was, it was an interesting thing to be able to observe the thought that's telling me I don't want to do it and then know that I'm coming from a higher place. So part of what you were discussing, you know, with the consciousness, is that kind of separating that smaller mind from the bigger, like the observer kind of mindset? Yeah, look, you know, I think people use a number of different terms for the same thing. So, yeah. um, you know, for me, I often teach people, we talk, um, you know, intuition or ego, right? We talk love or fear. Um, yeah. The intuition comes from the heart space. 
the ego comes from the logical mind mm -hmm. and both of them are here to serve us a purpose yeah and it's about being able to connect the two and invite the two to work together to receive the intuitive knowing and then take it to that headspace that logical mind right or if you put it another way to soul versus physical yeah. self or human self or higher self versus smaller self yeah you know it's the same thing just a different word for it yeah and we take yeah. it to that logical brain or that ego self or whatever you want to call it and we say okay put that put a plan in place put a strategy in place right because that's right. what the brain does yeah yeah and so it's about getting them to work together and flow together rather than the sabotage out of fear right or resistance or whatever it might be yeah because the ego's job is to keep us safe right yeah that's right keep us safe keep us oh we screwed up once 10 years ago so let's never do that again <laughs> So if, and that's where, where beliefs come in, right? And stories yeah. that we create, and this fits in perfectly with what we're, we're talking about today, yeah. because we create beliefs consciously or unconsciously that we put out in front of us to say, this is how it's going to happen here, what, what's going to unfold if I do this X, Y, Z, right? yeah if i were and i'll put one out about money right if i work hard i'll earn more money that's a story that we tell ourselves based on our own experiences from the past from other stories we've been told with family you know yeah. um money doesn't grow on trees right mm -hmm. well, what if it does yeah and yeah. what if it can you can attract it into you really quickly and easily yes and that's just about the stories you're putting out in front of you and being conscious of them and going oh hang on is this what i want to create yeah which is taking responsibility and being in the moment which is Correct. i guess very critical to listening to your intuition because if your mind is off rambling about you know all this crap you know i say that lovingly but really yeah um <laughs> then it takes you away from where you are right uh, well yeah one of my mm. books is about um shifting the shit to manifest your dreams and right. really the shit's just the stories that we tell ourselves or the emotional baggage that we carry around or the fears that hold ourselves back yeah that's all it is I'm not going to, I'm going to be vague here because if I tell this story, it'll really just not go over well, but I will just say that I remember one time I had a belief and I was telling somebody like a story that I'd heard on TV, one of those really bad TV shows, you know, talk TV, the fake ones. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I remember I was telling them this story and then I realized while telling it that it wasn't true at all. Mm. And it was this aha moment where I mm. went, oh, what? I yeah. always thought that was a thing. And then as soon as I articulated it, you know, five or 10 years later, I realized 
that was no longer true. And I think that, you know, we don't spend enough time discussing the fact that, hello, not everything we think is true. We don't have to believe our minds all the time. And we're allowed to change our mind as we grow and shift as people and souls. Absolutely. And I think what you've just described there is being conscious and present. And, you know, we're often so busy with what needs to get done or thinking about, you know, the to-do list or, you know, friends, family, partners, whatever, um, that we don't take that space to actually hear what we're saying and hear our own inner voice, our own soul speak to us and you know one of the things that that i do and you know i'm not immune from it i learn and grow every day with you know listening to my own stories that i put out there sometimes and if i'm in a little bit of oh there's something going on or i'm in a little bit of overthinking mode or not sure what to do about this which is my doubt coming in i have a couple of couple of friends or a couple of people um that i go to that i just say can you hold space i just need to speak something so i can hear the energy yeah so i actually give myself permission to get conscious of the story i'm putting out there yeah i i like the idea of using someone that you trust to help with that because i have before recently actually been a bit overwhelmed in my mind. And what I ended up doing was I just talked out loud to myself. And initially I felt uncomfortable doing it. But then once I was able to say it all out, I went, ah, I kind of worked it out. Yeah. But yeah, having a sounding board, like a good friend, you know, is is helpful if you don't want to talk out loud to yourself. And, and, and look that, you know, the people that are in my world, they know what I need and how, how that works. It's not about, I don't need suggestions or opinions or whatever. It's just about provide the space so I can hear it and go, ah, there it is. And they ask some key questions along the way. Is that really what you think? Is that really how you feel? Is that true for you? Do you want to make that true? Right. That's it. Yeah. You know what? I like what you just said there. Yeah, it's simple, but you ask for what you want as well. So you're setting your intention to say, Hey, I need to get clear on this. I don't need an answer from you. I'll find it. You know? So yeah, I like how, you know, just setting your intention for what it is you want someone else to do for you or what you, what you need basically. Exactly. And, you know, like I said, this, fits in beautifully with our topic because relationships are the biggest thing where we don't get intentional that we don't often ask what we need or ask partner or or whoever we're in connection with it can be friends and family right what they need and you know setting an intention to have a conscious conversation that is respectful, open, honest, in integrity is, is what, you know, sacred space. People talk about create sacred space or create a container. Your relationship is the container. You yeah. and I have created a container to have this conversation. Yeah. Right. And yeah. so my invitation is my intention. 
are you available to have a conversation with me at such and such a time? I need just someone to hear me and, and ask me some questions in return. Mm-hmm. They can come back and go yes or no. Okay, great. That's the sacredness of relationships. That's conscious relationships. Yeah. You know, you made me think of, um, of a thing I read a while ago, which is Eckhart Tolle is um, one of the teachers that I follow and all his teachings I find is amazing. But one of the things that he was talking about um, was that he doesn't look at relationships in terms of time because mm. he's showing up every day to be where he is. And I just thought that was so profound because, you know, in our society, we put so much emphasis on one year, two year, three year, four year. And it's like, no, I show up every day to be in this relationship, in the, in a friendship, in a, in my business relationships, all these sort of things, you know, like you're talking about, you're creating that container, that sacred space, to coexist with somebody else for the time that you're with them. Yeah. And, and it's really, you know, I love that you brought that in because, you know, asking someone what they need from you and, and asking that question in return is really important, but it's also important to ask yourself, how am I showing up in this relationship? Mm, yeah. And, you know, when we, when we bring in that, question about twin flames and soulmates and you know as a psychic and a medium let me tell you one of the most you know (laughs) commonly asked questions is you know is he my soulmate or is she my soulmate and where will I find them right so here's the thing it's it's about how are you showing up in the world and would a partner romantic partner loving relationship want to be with you and engage with you and you know are you attracting that in or are you repelling that right yeah are you pushing it away through your stories your fears your limiting beliefs and and your thoughts or emotions that are there because if someone's in uh and i'm just going to intuitively go with an emotion that's coming up right um hurt betrayal sadness you know um all men cheat all men hurt you know love is painful right some of the beliefs Mm -hmm. some of the stories that sit there then why would love want to be with you Mm. yeah right yeah. And, and people do, they, they tell their sad story and they'll tell it to anyone who will listen. <laughs> yeah. And, it's, and, yeah. and if we're in a conscious relationship with someone, whether it's partner, friends, family, you know, whoever, because everything for me is relationship. Yeah. Um, then we're able to say, do you want me to consciously keep engaging in this conversation and supporting you to create that and manifest that? And and how is that actually working for you? And if it is working for you, then keep telling that story because it's working for you on some level by keeping you stuck and keeping you where you don't want to be. I think I have a difficult time with that because I... I believe people need to take responsibility for their stuff. And so I, I have a difficult time 
discussing these things with people who might be on in that victim mindset because I just think that and this is developed mm -hmm. over time I'm not saying I woke up one day and you know I was perfect or anything and I'm not I don't think that at all but I realize that you know you need to give to the world what you want to come back to you and you need to you know work on yourself and love yourself and not be a victim with these sort of stories and things like that so yeah you know how can people get over that how can they you know get over their baggage and kind of work through because i would say that's a big hurdle for why a lot of people don't have relationships and they might not even know it's their own you know vibe that they're putting out there yeah and and look you know particularly around the twin flame soulmate stuff that's a very big thing that's out there yeah. about you know um yeah, oh we're in separation or and, and we'll more than likely talk through a little bit of that or he's yeah. doing this or she's doing that and they don't want to be with me or they're pushing me away or whatever it's it's actually no what are they mirroring back to you to heal within you and reflect on within you. So where are you pushing things away? Where are you in denial or resistance, right? Mm -hmm. And getting really honest because actually no one, no one external of you can have an impact on your energy, meaning your thoughts, emotions, or actions, unless you give it permission somewhere right so what it takes to change your experience or what you're attracting in is a conscious decision or a willingness to change or look at how it is you're creating it yeah. right if you don't know how and i hear that a lot but i don't know how and i use that word but in there so I would say get conscious of the word but to start with yeah. that's a good step yeah because what that does is introduce doubt into your vibration into your energy and so it says to the universe i want this but i don't feel like i deserve it or i'm worthy of it or i'm ready for it or uh, i've got space for it right have yeah. you got space for a relationship in your life? Do you actually make time for that to come in? Go and clean your wardrobe out, create some space for a relationship, you know, for a person to put their belongings somewhere. You know, yeah. there's, are you actually taking some steps to invite that in and be willing to learn how? That's all. Yeah, it's so easy to say, and I know some people listening are probably they're doing that, but da, 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 no, <laughs> no, no, but. <laughs> and I say it's easy, and so you know, I, I all, I always use the word when I use the word but, and with my clients, if I hear them say the word but, I make them change it to and, and I don't feel ready, and I don't feel like I have space, whatever it might be, great. Right. That's taking responsibility, okay? Right. But is an excuse. But is doubt or an excuse or a, a whatever, yeah. and gives you that heart space conversation, right, from the heart, 
rather than the logic, the head, the ego, the fear. Yeah. That says, okay, and I don't feel like I have space. I don't feel like I have time. I don't feel worthy. I don't feel whatever. Ooh, wow. There it is. Yeah. 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 Okay. What is it that I need to work on to be able to shift through that? Now, I'm going to put my hands up, hand up and say, it's taken me a while to get to that space yeah. where I can, where I'm conscious of it. And I've got, you know, I've got a couple of students who've done all my mediumship courses and are just about to finish their teacher training. And they will catch me if I use the word but and yes, go, oh, but, right? So yeah. it's, they've done training for a long time and and really given themselves the space to go, okay, what am I conscious of today? Mm-hmm. Setting an intention, you know, this is another one that you can play around with and have fun with, right, for all the listeners out there. Set an intention at the start of your day for your world, everything and anything in your world, people, places, your physical signs, whatever it might be, to mirror back to you where you are at in relation to love. What are you on your way to attracting in? Yeah. Yeah. And you might see, you know, a couple, you know, having an argument. You might see a couple hugging and you know talking very respectfully and openly with each other what is it that's being mirrored back to you are you seeing no one in your world right right and that tells you where you are right now because i think what you know people need to remember as well which is that you have the power to bring in whatever you want and when you see that couple arguing or when you see that couple in love you know, you can look at the couple in love and go, yes, more, please, more of that. Exactly. <laughs> Bring it, right? Yeah. I, I had a beautiful client yesterday that does Lomu Lomu massage. And she okay. was talking about her business and wanting to do some kind of boutique um, events and training with people, couples for birthdays and things like that and I went oh hell yeah I'll put my hand up for that yeah there you so go. more please right yeah. yeah so but it's about giving yourself a day and asking the universe intentionally and consciously noticing everything that goes on throughout your day write it down and then at the end of the day sit down and reflect on it and go is this what I want to attract? Is this what I want more of or do I want less of? Mm-hmm. You know, and I think last time we spoke about the red light, green light. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, which is my stop or go, right? Yeah. So same thing. Red light would be, I don't want that. Green light would be more place. Yeah. Yeah. yeah? So yeah. then the next day, you can set that intention with the universe to go, okay, show me how, you know, play with it, have fun with it. Teach me how I can communicate better. Teach me how I can set boundaries. 
it might be about saying no to things that you're uncomfortable with. And um, these are the things on your journey towards or in relationship that you have to learn. Communication, boundary setting, asking for what you need, being open to receiving and giving. So if you're an overgiver and you do not allow yourself to receive, go learn how to receive. Yeah. And the cool thing too, is for people that are in relationships, you know, there's ways to, to deepen their relationship. There's ways, right? So you can still be in a relationship and you can still deepen the love and the communication and the showing up and the presence and all that in your existing relationship. Yeah. And, and I think that comes to, you know, what is in your sacred container as a, yeah as a partnership, as a couple, and coming into that container consciously and going, let's have a conversation. What's it that you need right now? Well, it might be I need more time with you. I might need, let's go and do more things. I'd like to play and have fun. It Mm. might be I need a massage or I need more physical touch or I might need... um, you know, I might just need to rest and be, I might need to learn about boundaries or whatever. And then the other way, what do you need from me right now? Or mm-hmm. how can I, how can I support you to get that? Right. Yeah. yeah. Ask. And that goes back to asking for what you want, which is what you were saying at the beginning. So, you know, you can, you have an opportunity every day to look at the relationships you've got in your life and whether they're uplifting, whether they're peaceful, joyful, supportive, respectful, honouring, valuing, whatever it might be, or whether they're pulling you back, keeping you stuck. And the reality is there will be some of those people in your life and that's to teach you about the balance and what doesn't work for you. So thank them for being, being your teacher. They may be there just to push your boundaries or push your buttons so that you learn to speak up and say, mm-hmm. no, that doesn't work for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No? That goes back to the mirroring thing that you were talking about. Those people are yeah. there to show you what you already have inside. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So can you tell me what is a twin flame exactly? Yeah. Sounds very, very cool. I know. And look, there's so much information out there on social media, the internet, all of it about twin flames and what they are. And some of it I don't necessarily agree with. (laughs) Um, So let me start by explaining what a soulmate is. Yes. So a soulmate, we can have different layers or different levels or different types of soulmates in our life. Our family members can be soulmates. Our friends can be soulmates. So there is companion soulmates that, you know, you've all had a friend in your life that the moment you met them, there was a connection, right? You just got each other. You know, whether they're a a friend of the opposite sex or the same sex, it doesn't matter. It's just that companion. They, you know, you have fun together. You enjoy doing the same things. 
there's then the romantic soulmate, which is what everyone focuses on, right? Yeah. That loving partner that comes into your life to create intimate relationship. Yeah. More yeah. than friendship, right? More than companion. And so romantic soulmate can also be companion. Yeah. Yeah. They're there to create family, to create intimacy, to, you know, step forward and learn and grow together in that way. And, you know, it's sexual chemistry is there as well with those romantic soulmates. And again, you know, that whole love at first sight. It can be a romantic soulmate that you recognize from a soul level. Mm-hmm. In that first instance, it's, oh, I really like your energy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I feel your sister. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> we then have what's called a karmic soulmate. Now, there'll be listeners and, you know, I've experienced that as well. Their relationships or partners, whether it's romantic or even friendship connections or family or whatever, that come in to help you clear, heal, uh, move through challenges, problems, limiting beliefs, stories that do not serve you. Yeah. Right? Because the job of any soulmate or twin flame is to help you learn and grow into more love for self at the end of the day. I so love that. Yeah. The, the karmic soulmate can be quite challenging. It can be a really difficult, tumultuous relationship to be in. And, you know, there may be the cheating, the betrayal, the hurt, the whatever comes up with that based on your own experiences in your own life story, right? Yeah. And then we have the twin flame who is all of those combined and on top of it, you are both here to serve a higher, more divine purpose and create global change and healing and transformation. No big deal. (laughs) No big deal, right? So let me say to people, do not ask to be in a twin flame relationship if you are not prepared to do the work on yourself. Yeah. Because it is challenging as heck. (laughs) Yeah. Because you will get the karmic stuff and you may well get, you know, things mirrored to you that you need to shift, transform, heal within yourself, right? Mm-hmm. But the twin flame relationship, and here's where people get confused. They think of it as an external party. It's not. You are your own twin flame. You are it. It's yeah. about your relationship with self, your divine mm-hmm. self, yeah? Yeah. First your relationship with you, your connection with you first. And then your relationship with the divine, with spirit, with universe, with source. Second. Yeah. And so if you're not working on you, 
if you're not working on your connection to the divine spirit universe and doing that work, you will not manifest and create your twin flame in your reality. And then it's about your divine partner, right? So there's three. It's a trinity. Oh. Wow. Yeah. So there are so many people in, you know, all these twin flame groups on Facebook in particular. <laughs> they are in so much fear, so many stories being put out there about when I mentioned the word separation. So the term separation often comes up when we talk twin flames because people are saying, oh, my twin and I are in separation. We're not connected. We're not physically together, right? Right, but your twin is you. So in reality and in truth, where are you disconnected from you? Where are you separated from you? Where are you separated from your truth? And once you get to that and you look at that and you clear that, you heal that, you transform that, you come into connection with self and you're on your path, you're on your mission from the divine, yeah it just flows into your being and flows into your space so again that mirroring thing what's being mirrored back to me separation okay so go in deep mm. take responsibility for and i love that word responsibility take responsibility and be willing to heal the separation within you and then the separation with source with the divine with spirit and then you can work on the 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 issue of separation with your divine partner you won't have to though a lot of people want to control everything oh yeah i think that's <laughs> that's would you say that's part of it you know they they're not content to just be where they are they need to control it all and then you're not allowing cuz you just mentioned how you know, when you get on your divine path, when you're following what you're, you know, you're intuitively meant to do and stuff, things flow, but things won't flow if you're trying to control how everything works. Control, expectation yeah. and attachment. So um, what it is really is, you know, balancing that internal and that external. Yeah. So if we want to control something external of us, where is our focus? Where are we consciously putting our attention on something external? Now, something external can always be taken away from us. Yeah. 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 So there's, so it's control, expectation. I expect you to make me happy. Right, and I'm bringing that back to relationship in particular. I will not be happy until you're in my world. Mm. I'm not going to flow and do well and be successful until you're in my world. How much pressure does that put on someone else's shoulders? Oh, for sure. And then you also have that codependency relationship. You know, it's funny because we're always, you know, we're conditioned to think, oh, I'm only half looking for my other half. No, actually, if you're whole and you attract someone who's also whole, then you can come together, yeah. you know, as yeah. like a whole together. Yeah. 
which is way better. That's <laughs> what you attract. I know, right? Yeah. It's so much more fun. It's yeah. so much more, it's so much easier. Yeah. And less challenging and less dramatic. And the word drama comes in. Yeah. Right? Which comes with codependence. Yeah. And you know, I've I've got a psychology background. So the drama triangle, yeah. And codependence, it's about that victim. And you mentioned victim earlier, the victim, mm -hmm. the persecutor, you know, judgment. Yeah. yeah. It's your fault that I'm not happy. And Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith, right? Yeah. Beautiful couple. Will Smith made a comment about, and Jada also made a comment about, I realized and we created a shift in our relationship when we both realized that my happiness is not dependent on me, on her or him. Yeah. It's not her or his job to make me happy. It's mine. Yeah. Yeah. And when you were talking earlier, you know, that you kind of were pointing like, you know, blaming and then, but really when you turn that around and you point at yourself, it puts you back in the power position of realizing that you have a role in that too. Yeah. yeah. So where am I blaming and shaming myself? Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, it's the whole twin flame soulmate love relationship. It, it, it's our biggest challenge in this life, right? Mm -hmm. We've got to come into this world and create relationships and connections with people. And for some of us, we still connect and create those relationships, you know, when they're past. Yeah. 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 So how is it that you want to connect and be in relationship in your world? Yeah. And start acting like that, you know, give what you want to receive. So if you want yeah. love, give love. If you want abundance, give abundance. And, and it's, it's interesting. I had um, a male client a little while ago that was, you know, around relationship stuff and how do I move through this being really unhappy in relationship and has voiced that with the partner and basically said, I'm unhappy. I can't do this anymore right and that's being ignored and you know the judgment that comes with that and and now the story is okay I'm, I'm moving through judgment because I feel judged what will people think if I leave I've got kids and you know all these responsibilities around it people will judge me if I leave this relationship or whatever it might be mm -hmm. right and then it's about, well, come back to you. Where is it that you're judging yourself for not being in that relationship or leaving or not doing the right thing? Yeah. Or do you think also, whereas you putting in the time and the effort to find happiness in yourself? Because I would think that if he looked at what's important to him and, you know, he might be in a relationship that is supportive of the person that he wants to grow into and he might not be thinking that way true there's also aspects of what if you've outgrown a relationship mm. so here's the thing and this is where people get attached or control or you know have expectations of i'm meant to be with this person for the rest of my life right what if 
we are able to come into relationship and flow with them freely and be in them while it feels good and right and light and it gives us the opportunity to learn and grow and and be until it does not mm. you know there are relationships that it's actually just time to step out because they're not helping you grow yeah. maybe it's already that that learning and growth in that relationship is done and maybe there's another one there that will help you grow more knowing the difference of is this coming from a place of fear or is this because intuitively I just know that being in this space is not okay. Mm -hmm. That sacred container can get toxic, right, mm -hmm. and unhealthy. And so sometimes we have to remove ourselves from the toxic or unhealthy space to get conscious, to get present, to get aware of where our own happiness sits and what our own needs, wants and desires are. And then ask ourselves consciously, is this relationship where I can have those needs, wants and desires met mm -hmm. in a way that I can also balance that with theirs? Are they getting their needs met as well? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a tough conversation people need to have with themselves, yeah. but I think that if you're not happy and if you're not flowing, then you're missing, you're missing it. Yeah. You're missing life. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just going to throw in because they've kind of popped it back in my awareness. I talked a little bit earlier about creating space and clearing space, right? Mm. So for listeners out there, if you're not in a relationship or if you are in a relationship that you're not feeling fulfilled within, yes, come back to you. But I would also say to people, go and look in your wardrobe. The wardrobe is a really good reflection and a really good mirror of how much you hold on to things that no longer fit or feel right, or you just don't like. Mm -hmm. And how willing you are to let it go. Yeah, and when you do that, you allow more space for new clothes. <laughs> it's true, though, you do. <laughs> well, it is. It, and, and it creates more space for new clothes, if, if we use that same analogy, right? new clothes, new opportunities, new relationships, new connections yeah. to flow into your space Yeah, that do feel right, that do fit and do serve you moving forward in the new phase that you're in, right? Because, we, you know, I, I, I saw a quote quite some time ago, I don't remember who by, there's an older gentleman that said, you know, I've loved four different women throughout my life, yet it's the same woman because she transforms right. from that young, you know, new, newlywed bride to the, the mother, to the grandmother, to, you know, the sage, to whatever. We all transform and change and we all have different needs 
wants and desires in every phase of our lives. And so sometimes when we shift and change, there's some relationships or opportunities or things that need to fall away mm. to create the space for the new to come in that are going to support you on that new journey. Sometimes it's the same people that are meant to be there for the whole journey, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and how fun's that? With you. And that's cool. And that's the question. So yeah. come back and ask yourself, am I growing into more love for myself in this space? Yeah. Are they supporting my growth? Am I supporting theirs? Come back to that. I love that. That's a really good way of ask of getting clear. That's yeah. a really simple way of getting clear. It, it is. And, yeah. you know, we overcomplicate it with, you know, the, the thinking about, yeah, all different things that, yeah. you know, what if, or what if not? Yeah right? Yeah. Um, you know, and come back to, you know, how am I loving me today? How am I serving me today? What do I need today? How, how am I connecting with spirit, soul, divine, universe, source, whatever you want to call that, God, mm. Buddha, Muhammad, whatever, right? How am I connecting with them today? And what do I need from, from that connection today? Yeah. You know, I need to ch channel some in information for you in your show, right? Yeah. That's what yeah. I need their support with. And, and I've got that. Yeah. And what do I need from my divine partner today? I need the space to be able to do this today. Yeah. Yeah. I need your encouragement. Yeah. In your support and not your opinion necessarily. <laughs> Correct. And, and support. And, and here's the other thing. So if you don't even know where to start with relationships, if you're, um, you know, you've had some, some experiences that have been challenging, come back to you and, and start with you and say, well, what does love look like, sound like, and feel like for me? What does support look like, sound like, and feel like for me? because it will be different for each of us. It might just be, I need you to hold space. I need you to give me space. I need some time on my own, right? Yeah. Yeah. That may be it. Yeah. And if you're lucky, you can get all of that. You know, if you go with the flow and allow, like give to yourself first and then allow things to happen as they. Yeah as they will in the divine timing. And that can take some difficult decisions and different uh, difficult conversations for people. Yeah. To open up to that truth, you know. Um, I remember going to a retreat for myself years ago that, you know, one of the activities was to sit with, you know, someone and role play or sit with your partner and ask the question, what is it about me that annoys you? And to sit and listen and hear that and receive that without judgment, without blame, without shame, and receive that and go, okay, thank you. Thank you for sharing. I'll take that into and then, consideration. Yeah. 
<laughs> well, then it then it allows you to have another conversation, right? And then what you know, what is it about me that you love and appreciate? So it's not just about the bad stuff. There might be something that's been niggling there, right? Because that's where all arguments start from: is things niggling that haven't been addressed. Mm-hmm. So if you come into that container and have that conscious conversation and you start with, okay, what is it that's annoying you about me right now? Okay, you're not creating space for me. You're not making time for me. You're not supporting me. You're not encouraging me. Okay, I take responsibility for that. I hear you. And what do you need? in order for me to support you more? What do you need in order for me? How would you like me to give you space? How would you like me to give you time, right? It just creates a conversation. Yeah. Which goes back to asking for what you need. Correct. You know what, Leanne, we're out of time. Can you I know. <laughs> I know. It's like I had so many more questions. <laughs> But it just, anyway, I know you said what, what needed to be heard by our listeners yeah. today. So that's the main thing. Um, is there anything, you know, in our last minute or two that you wanted to throw in that I, you know, that I didn't get to ask? I know you've got tons of books on how to build your intuition and how to develop your psychic gifts. And I'll put a link to your, your website you. and everything like that in the show notes for our listeners who are like, well, you guys just scratch the surface. Well, yeah, it's a pretty <laughs> huge topic. It's not as though, you know, it's a one hour show. So any final comments, I guess. <sighs> I guess I'd come back to trust you, trust your intuition. And I know we talked about intuition and intention. Yeah. Um, so I would slow down, come back to you. What that means is being present with you and connecting with yourself, connecting with your physical body, your thoughts, your emotions, your actions. What am I doing today? And why am I doing this? Mm -hmm. You know, is it really necessary? And what story am I putting out in front of me? Because that's your intention and that's what you're creating. And is that what I want to create today? Hmm. No, not really. Okay, if I don't want to create that, then what choices do I have moving forward? And, and what, how can I be willing to change that story? Mm-hmm. How can I take responsibility for creating something different in my life? You know, and... and what intention do I want to put that out there for the day? You know, do that at night. Some nights I'll, I'll be heading off to sleep and I'll put an intention out there. Oh, tomorrow I need to have a really productive day and just get stuff done, right? Yeah. Um, I intend for tomorrow to be a beautiful day where I can write and, and get into my creative flow or I intend to just be at peace and rest and relax. You know, my Sundays, my intention for my Sunday is a people-free day. (laughs) Yes. I do not people on a Sunday. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, yeah. Because you're taking control and you're setting your life the way you want it to look. And, you know, in my experiences, when I've 
you know, been overwhelmed and I've just asked for guidance or asked for clarity, I, I get it. And so you always receive it. Yeah. So it's like, listen, it's just to whether you hear it. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, when you were talking to, for those at home who are listening and they want love and they, you know, give that, you know, even if you just give somebody a genuine compliment, that's yeah. a small, small thing that you can do that slowly starts the wheel in motion. Yeah. I believe. Yeah. And, and then be willing to receive the compliment back. Yeah. Right. And not expect it because it might come from somewhere else. So one of the things that you know, a lot of clients, you know, often come to me with is their inability to receive. Receiving is hard. It's a hard one, I think, to learn that. So start, start with a cup of coffee. Yeah. If someone offers to buy you a cup of coffee, what is your response and reaction? Oh, no, I've got this. No, it's okay. I've got it. Yeah catch yourself doing that take a breath and say yes that'd be lovely yeah full stop thank you in your mind too thank you for that exactly like you said you know thank you that'd be lovely and then I always just go thank you thank you thank you more please yeah. <laughs> and and I think what happens is people even with the cup of coffee example is Oh, thank you. Okay. Thank you. That would be lovely. Next time I'll buy you one. Well, yeah. actually you don't need to do that yeah. in return. Just receive. Yeah. So I would say to people, start with that. It's easier to give though, Leanne, than receive. Well, maybe, I guess, depending on who you are, <laughs> if you're balanced, you can do both. So what if it's easy to receive? You just have to be willing to learn how to. Yeah. It's actually really easy to receive. I think I, I do receive a lot. So I, I don't think I'm struggling with that. But I think that yeah. sometimes, you know, when, you know, if someone wants to buy me a coffee, it's like, no, because I want to buy you one. <laughs> so And that's okay. I asked you to have a coffee with me. <laughs> and, and how good does it feel when we give, yeah. right? So when you don't allow someone to give to you, you're depriving them and stopping them from feeling as good as you do when you give. Yeah, that's important to say. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. flip that and go, oh, well, wow, what if that person also feels really good by giving? And by me allowing them to give, I'm allowing them to feel good. Well, that's balanced. That's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Well said. Well, thank you thank so you. many. It's 11.11 on my clock, girl. <laughs> so that's a perfect time to end, which is a fabulous number. So definitely. And uh, a twin flame number, by the way. Oh, is it? Mm -hmm. Well, there you go. We don't need to say more about that. We know how no, that happened. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for being on the show again come back anytime i know there's you know we just scratch the surface when we talk but at least it's something to get you know people's minds flowing which is what this is all about and then they can go on to do more research and find out more 
you know, later yeah. on. So I'll put all your resources in the show notes though. And Leanne also Thank does, you, so you know, readings and teachings and she's got books and she's got all these fabulous tools that you can buy off her website and things like that as well. So I'll put that all in the show notes. Thank you. Thank Leanne. you so much. Thank you. Hi, thanks so much for listening to the episode. If you enjoyed it, please leave us a review where you get your podcasts and be sure to share it with your friends. Thanks.